0: Gentlemen, the San Diego Padres, after all the offseason, after all the acquisitions, they just can't score. <laughs> this huge lineup, they can't score. They make a meme of Clayton Kershaw and they can't score. The Padres getting swept this weekend and playing pretty horridly baseball as a whole through the season and especially over the last week. You know what you're listening to. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Parties Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, May 15th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or you can follow me on at LO underscore Padres if you want Padres updates only and my dumb tweets uh, not if you don't want that. That's totally cool. Totally cool with me. Absolutely. And if you want to see how crazy I've gotten on YouTube, go find that at Lockdown Padres on YouTube so you can see my Joker Mad Jester hat has made a return, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, we're back. Firstly, though, I want to say thank you for making On Padres your first listen every day. We appreciate you. Subscribe, do all that stuff. Very much appreciate you all, the listeners. Thank you for, uh, you know, keeping this show alive, Keep doing doing the good work, and what have you. Definitely, very much appreciate that. On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we are recapping. It might might not have been made clear by the a little bit of zany intro, dare I say. Uh, we're recapping this weekend series against the Dodgers. Um, a, a pretty hotly anticipated series. Um, especially considering that they are the Dodgers, they are the rival. And the Padres went in and did what the Padres do, which is fall dramatically <laughs> short of expectations. I mean, you know, it's it's been said many times. It's, it's not a tragedy. I need everybody to be very, very clear. I need everyone to look at me when I say this. It is not a tragedy. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's good stuff, right? It's great. After the Padres won that game against the Dodgers, they lit up Clayton Kershaw. Tatis hit the two home runs off him. And then the sold. Now, I'm not saying that the team was responsible for this, like the actual players and the people who were playing the game. But you have that little crying Kershaw meme, which I've talked about on this show. I said, look, let me tell you. If you're complaining about how this is some classes that- grow up, Leave it alone. It's funny. It's a meme. But I also said, it's a little get in the head of yourself if you're the Padres, because it is just one game, and Clayton Kershaw is a legend. I'm not talking about, again, I don't know who necessarily to prove that. But ever since then, Padres went 1-7. They've lost seven of their last eight games, and they, ladies and gentlemen, are one of the most disappointing lineups, not just in this year. Not just this year, but for me personally of recent memory. Some may say, oh, this is what 2021 was like. 2021, I actually genuinely think, and I thought that before the season too, that you were, look, I still have my shirt of when they were putting Will Myers and Eric Cosmer as part of the core four, you know what I mean, for Slam Diego, which granted in 2020 they were. But like, you should have known with those guys. With this team, it is almost entirely Just massive disappointment. Before we even talk about the specific games, the Padres, as of now, are 27th in batting average, 20th in on-base percentage, 24th in runs, 14th in home runs, which isn't bad, and 19th in slugging percentage. (laughs) That's right, 24th in runs. You went out and you signed Xander Bogarts. You went out, and you traded for Juan Soto. You got El Nino back in the lineup. You extended Manny Machado, a move that I did not, and I have been on record, and I'm not saying that he's going to be bad. I actually think he's been looking a lot better of late. I never thought they had to make that move. Go ask Matt Chapman and the Blue Jays, and that's why they didn't have to make that move. Telling you. it's In baseball, it has been shown Do not fully 1,000% commit to this many players when you haven't necessarily won anything yet. Well, Padres didn't get that memo, let me tell you. And so far, so far, it is biting them in the butt. And look, let's be clear here. Because just in case someone comes at me, you know, a month from now and they say, hey, look at you talking all this nonsense and then look at that they're playing better now. I know. I understand. I look like that That. Uh, Ashoka Ashokatano from Star Wars almost like that that kind of head thing. Anyway, uh for people watching the video. Look, I get it, but this is my job. I gotta cover it daily. The Padres it's a lot of different things. Everyone's talked about runners and scoring position. I'm gonna talk about it again. <laughs> they're 30th in Major League Baseball with batting average in terms of runners and scoring position. If you want to go to a more advanced stat, no problem, I got you. If you want to go by WRC Plus, which I like using on this show a lot, they're 27th in baseball with only the Colorado Rockies, Kansas City Royals and Detroit Tigers worse than them. It's not great. Cleveland is better than them and Cleveland was not expected to have an amazing lineup, they've still been better than them. Philadelphia without Harper and Trey Turner slump, they've been better. The Oakland A's have been better. It's 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 pretty disastrous. And the Dodgers, who according to people who don't pay attention sometimes to baseball and are too bullish on looking only at the things that make the headlines, they were like, oh, the Dodgers are mid. They're gonna be bad this year. Well, they're fifth in WRC plus with runners in scoring position. And I'm sure that this weekend series helped them out. Seven of their last eight games, they left nine runners in scoring position in Sunday's game. That's right. On it wasn't on national TV this time, but You have all this smack, and before the series, Bob Melvin, who I know is getting a lot of crap right now, and I do not think that he deserves the crap. This is a guy who has managed much much less talented squads. He was respected by nearly everyone in baseball, practically on record, right? People have been on record. Everyone loves him, and he's taken some poor... Poorly constructed teams, as evidenced by the Oakland A's, and has done wonders with them. And he did wonders with this team last year, who bounced back without having the same level of talent. By the way, I remember Tati's suspension, no Soto yet. You know, Luke Voigt was the big thing we were all trying to get excited about. And took them to the playoffs, and then they end up being the Dodgers and Mets. That's, that should not still be forgotten, so I'm not putting this on Bell Melvin. That being said, it is crazy that you basically called out the team. After you had gotten ejected in that last game against the Twins. And they go out, and what happens? They score two runs in three games against their biggest rival. I, I mean, there's there's really not much more I can say. There really isn't. It's almost not even worth getting into the specific games. The specific games, look, everyone was worried about the Padres pitching. Pottery's Padres pitching is okay this year. It's not that bad. And especially considering that I don't think anyone thought it was going to be the best rotation in baseball. It was more of a, hey, does this rotation have depth? That was the issue. I don't think that they have a lights-out number one starter. They don't have your Garrett Coles. They don't have your Corbin Burns. They don't have your, heck, anyone on the Tampa Bay Rays, apparently, right? Like, they don't have those quality guys, but they had all these capable starters that in a playoff series could give you trouble. You have Musgrove. He's been steady. You have Darvish. You have Snell. And, you know, people were wondering the back-to-back rotation. It's not that bad. In terms of ERA, they're 14th batting average against. They're 7th. And WHIP. they're 14th walks and hits per inning. That's not too bad. And I understand you could bring in XFIP and all those things. Seth Lugo, right? Like, he he, he could be due for some regression. But bottom line is they've been fundamentally pretty fine, right? Especially for a team whose identity was supposed to be having the Mount Crushmore at the top of the lineup. Matt Carpenter was good for a while. He's been in a dead slump. Nelson Cruz... He's been in a slump too, although on this show I, I thought that that was going to happen. I really did. He's 45. Babbitt was through the roof. He's not a speed guy. I just thought he was, He was. was. that was definitely going to happen. And even still, Nelson Cruz, so far this year, has practically been the best Padres player with runners to scoring position. As of the last time I t- checked it, it went Cruz and then Manny Machado, which is nuts. Soto's bad. And, and granted, Soto deserves a lot of credit because Soto has been in sicko mode. For like two and a half weeks now. He's been remarkable. Like there's no... This guy's batting like 390. I mean he's been incredible. And he had a pretty decent series this time. You know who hasn't been good lately? And I don't think he deserves as much crap just because he was so great the first month. But Xander Bogarts. Last 20 games. 187, 299, 307. Are you kidding me? I'm not saying that this man was supposed to go out and be an absolute beast. I was a little bit worried. You know, he wasn't hitting the ball as hard as first month, but even still, he's Xander Bogarts. This Padres team, there is nothing more frustrating for me covering the Padres these past couple of years than players who don't just regress. They become anemic. They become pathetic. <laughs> this isn't, it's not like, all right, Xander, let, let's look at his numbers. First month, he hits 290 with like a 370, uh, um, what's it called, on base percentage. His numbers overall in the year still look pretty good, but, you know, I'm not saying that he has to do that again. 290, 393, 490 slugging. That's insane, right? I'm expecting second month, uh, 250, 320 on base. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Not great, but not terrible. No, it's 150, 244, 200 this month. His slugging percentage is lower than his on base percentage. That's always a bad sign. It's an atrocious sign. And his ground ball rate these last 20 games, he's Eric Osmer! 58.6% ground ball rate. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a sick joke. Oh my gosh. This Padres team, I'm going to tell you who they remind me of. And it's not a good comparison. It's vibes-based. It is, admittedly, Overreaction Emporium. Although I don't even think we're in the Overreaction Emporium. A month of baseball is not Overreaction Emporium. Not anymore. It's more like just early vibes. I, I don't know. I can't think of a good other, like, name as my hat starts to fall off and whatnot that I'm wearing. Uh, But while we fix the hat, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the team that they remind me of and recap the games a little bit more in detail, although I imagine that some of you might be enjoying me losing my mind, let me talk to you about something that hasn't been a total disappointment. That's eBay Motors, ladies and gentlemen. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. And let me tell you, folks, eBay Motors... Oh, ho, ho, ho. they help. you out. they help you out. bits time. They are not the Padres. They're always there for you and they do not let you down. Why? I am really messing up this hat. Um, let me tell you, they're really good guys. Um, The next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add it to your little my garage thing. You look for the green check and that will tell you that the part will fit or you get your money back. That's pretty cool, right? So don't worry. If they mess up, you're not going to get you know screwed over. It's great. They got your back and whatnot. Um, because just like sports conference is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy. Very easy, in fact, some would say. To bring home that W when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride, folks. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, though, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. But seriously, though, go check out eBay Motors. Really good stuff. And we're back, everybody, here on this Lockdown Padres podcast. (laughs) Uh, we're back we're back but not necessarily totally back back you know what i mean the mind is still out of control you know what i mean we're still losing it a little bit we're still a little crazy um the team that the padres currently remind me of in terms of overall vibes and i don't want to do the thing where i say this is the worst team ever this is the most embarrassing team ever one of the gripes of mine in sports coverage, and granted, this is a young people thing, and I love trashing the, the boomers or whatever in sports media and how they seemingly don't care about anything from modern-day sports. You know, you got your Mike Wilbon talking about how no one cares about wins for pitchers anymore. It's like, hey, Wilbon, can you read, like, one article on why wins aren't good that since, like, 2010, 8 we've known this? Whenever Felix Hernandez won that Young, basically, is when I think we started learning that it's a useless stat, pretty useless for judging pitchers. Um, here's my thing everyone loves to go out and they say this is the best ever, this is the worst catch ever this is the biggest choke ever I don't want to do that because I've also only been alive 26 years and some folks who are listening to this podcast they'd be like, look, I've been there in the dark times you know what I mean and to be fair, even I have to a degree look, I remember that freaking the, the 2014 Padres, that wasn't fun we're getting out here, getting excited about Janervis Salarte, we're Getting excited about all these guys. It wasn't great. Seth Smith's the best player. This is not the worst. My comp is, in my lifetime, to me, this team has a lot of vibes that are similar to the 2015 Washington Nationals. Some would say the 2021 Padres fit the bill. I, I think they do a little bit too, but for me, this is the... 2015 Nationals. For those who don't remember, the Washington Nationals, back when they had Strasburg and they had Ryan Zimmerman, Jason Worth, Ian Desmond, and these guys were like in their prime. They have Jordan Zimmerman when he was good. They have Max Scherzer still at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure. And they were billed every year on the cover of Sports Illustrated for being that team. They had all the hype. They were a team that had not been good in basically forever. Right? And then all of a sudden, they have all these hopes, the Chosen Ones. You know, They had their own Luke Skywalkers to help the Rebellion destroy whatever was in the evil empire of the, NF- the, the N- NF- NFC. Sorry, football's been on my mind, I guess. Uh, the, the National League East. Right? And they came in and were terrible. And what happened was, oddly enough, is that Bryce Harper actually won his MVP. One of the best performances by a player of his age that we'd basically ever seen. Which is wild, right? And every single player, with the exception of Scherzer, underperformed dramatically. They weren't just, eh, they underperformed dramatically and wasted an MVP season of Bryce Harper. The only difference with this comp is we don't have, so far on this Padres team, that runaway, oh my god, superhuman, you know, Kryptonian MVP candidate. I think that Tatis has been pretty great for the most part, and Xander at the beginning of the season before he decided to become terrible um, was one of those guys. So that part of the comparison falls through, but in terms of the blockbuster hype, in terms of the covers, look, Sports Illustrated, you can go look that up. I remember that they were the team. They are like, don't even play the games, it's over. Nationals have too much talent, and they squandered it. They were the darlings of the league and they got all the headlines and they squandered it. Those are the kind of vibes. I still remember all the Sports Center stories. I still remember seeing those Nationals games. They had some issues with runners in scoring position. Ian Desmond, a really capable power shortstop, his strikeout rate spiked way too high and he was bad. Ryan Zimmerman couldn't stay healthy. Uh, their rotation couldn't stay healthy. They had. You know, they were hoping that Gio Gonzalez or Tanner Roark, these type of players that you might have heard of before, would step in and do stuff for them. And it just did not happen, right? They were so inconsistent, so poor, and they didn't just regress. They weren't just in that team, you know? They were just bad. They were just bad. And some people might be wondering now, hey, 2015, or I'm sorry, 2022, the Padres get a little lucky. Snuck into the playoffs, not snuck in, but they, you know, got into the playoffs, but it's not like they were a dominant team. Maybe we shouldn't have looked at that as like, oh my god, they've got it all. And instead, they blow up their farm, get rid of all their assets, which, granted, if you're going to do that for any player, it's Juan Soto, but that's in a vacuum. This Padres team already had some stars, and they end up signing Bogarts too. I've been saying it for months. I'm not necessarily sure that they had to do that. And before people yell at me, I know he's been insane. But what if you were able to fine-tune the edges of the team instead? What if maybe you spent that money elsewhere? What if you spent it on a couple other, you know, solid players? I don't know. And actually, I will say, from what I've seen, the the free agent class from this past year hasn't been all that incredible so far. From what I've from what I've seen, I know Correa has been disappointing. Judge has been fine, although he got a little bit hurt. But like, I don't think it's been like that crazy of a free agent class. From what I've seen, from what I've seen, um, it seems like some players are underperforming for that. But like that, it's still a month. But that's the team that the Padres remind me of uh, right now. Just the overall vibes um, of this team has been just massively disappointing. And again, I mean, I barely even know where to start. Uh, I mean, we can recap the games, I guess, I suppose, if you guys want. Padres lost 4 Um, If you want a positive, I think that Ryan Weathers was okay. He looks a lot better than when he did when he first came up. Uh, granted I I know that the the final stat line five and two thirds gives up four earned runs on four walks and three K's it's still the Dodgers though it's a good lineup Brent Honeywell comes in he does okay it has a nice little bounce back moment one and two thirds Um, Tom Cosgrove comes in and does some good stuff but once again they just can't bring in guys Um, they just refuse Um, if you have Tatis in fantasy baseball congrats on that one for two in this game with two walks and two stolen bases. Tatis has been great. No issue with him. Um, and I know some people have been wondering they need they shouldn't put Tatis in the leadoff spot. I think he's excelling there, and throughout his career, that's mostly where he's played. In fairness, he can excel basically anywhere in the lineup. But for me, my and they like, and Soto reportedly wants to play bat third. He has a bad final game in this series, going 0 for 4 with two Ks, naturally. Um, Manny Machado goes 0 for 3 with a walk. Bogarts does get a double in this game. Finally, he gets an extra base hit, but also strikes out twice. Um, Soto, and I I was mentioning this before, he's been on fire lately. Uh, First game of the series, he goes one for four with a double uh, in this one. Uh, Let me see. Hold on real quick. Goes one for four with a double in the first game. And the second game, he goes two for four with an RBI and a home run, uh, which is great in this game. So a little bit better than his last series, but even still, uh, you can't blame the guy. He's been great. Um, but even still, team doesn't drive anybody in. So as soon as you get Tatis back, Machado is maybe slowly getting there, Soto wakes up. Well, Xander stinks. And then Cronenworth can't do anything. And then Nelson Cruz can't do anything. Matt Carpenter can't do anything. But then if you log on Padres Twitter, they're all saying Hassan Kim needs to go. And I'm like, at least we know what he is. I wasn't expecting that man to be Trey Turner. I, was, heck, I wasn't expecting him to be Elvis Andrews, practically at the plate. I was just expecting he'd be an average 102, 103 WRC-plus player, and he plays electric defense. I'm okay with that for my, like, eighth hitter in the lineup. That's cool. Rest of the team, not so much. Grisham goes one for three in this one. He does get a double. Uh, Not the best series uh, for him overall uh, against the Dodgers. He had a couple strikeouts. In fact, he has been striking out, again, just way too much for my liking. That last game of the Twins series with three strikeouts. You know, runs, bases loaded, striking out, uh, two strikeouts against the Dodgers on Friday. Just not great from him overall. But I don't I, Grisham. I just I, I don't even know where to start with Trent Grisham. Sometimes it's just been rough. It really has, and I think that the Padres overall. It's just I really think, and sometimes when I do this show, it's frustrating because, like, it really can be summed up. They just refuse to score runs. Machado, I'm pretty sure. What is it? Um, I believe it's Friday's game. So, And, and by the way, again, Weathers is fine, and I know that Tony Gonson looked good in this game. But even still, I don't care. At some point, that I can't just get on here and say, oh, well, in fairness, it's a good pitcher. No, because they can't do this against anybody. And if you're allegedly you've got all these great players in your lineup, it doesn't matter. You should still be able to score. I'm watching Tampa Bay Rays head up Garrett Cole every other night. Oh, well, the Tampa Bay Rays are the best in the league. Fine. I've seen the Rockies do better against the Dodgers sometimes. They don't have nearly the talent level as the Padres. I've seen the damn Oakland A's have bigger games where they explode off of good pitchers. I saw them hit up Shohei Otani a couple weeks ago. I haven't seen that. I swear, like, not even once. Except for maybe Kershaw that one game when Tatis took him deep twice. Congrats, guys. You gotta hold that that up as your banner. Just a joke. Yeah, in Friday's game, trying to bring it up right now, I believe it was Friday, uh, Machado grounded out he grounded to two double plays it's just it's just maddening first and third double play you know what I mean like it's just every time you think that they are about to finally break out they don't they refuse to break out this team offensively and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing for the fans it's embarrassing for the sport in a lot of ways and it's a f- unfortunate because after all this money and in a sport that is about to relocate the A's out to, you know, Las Vegas that they're making those type of people look right because you spent all this money and you have been terrible. They refuse to drive in, guys. It's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. Such a nightmare, in fact, we're back here for my audio listeners back on the podcast. Sorry about that little break. But It's been such a nightmare. I forgot to go into my Joker mode. That's why I have the hat and everything right now. You know what I mean? I can't even muster my ridiculous laugh. (laughs) Like I can barely do it right now. That's how crazy I am. And it's really frustrating. Um, Saturday's game. Again, the Padres only scored two runs in this three game set after their manager calls them out. uh, Essentially calls them out. And again, the the only poor team offensively was the Philadelphia 76ers in game seven of a playoff series. Uh, This past weekend. That's the only thing that let people down. Even the Yankees got their butts kicked by the Rays, but at least their offense showed up. You know what I mean? Their offense tried. (laughs) It tried hard, man. Let me tell you. But Saturday's game against the Dodgers saw Joe Musgrove get tagged for four earned runs on eight hits. He was bad. It was a disappointing start. Um, Granted, it was a back-to-back like he just faced them on Sunday. So that might be a little bit of a cause for it. But in fairness, he hasn't looked so good so far this year. Um, he hasn't looked great. I know part of it is because the Mexico City series was bad. But in general, he just doesn't look that sharp. Uh he walked four in this game, which was really concerning. And granted, the Dodgers have seen him a lot over the years. Uh, you know, this being his third kind of year with the team, don't get me wrong. But even still, you still want a little bit better out of Musgrove, who you just got back and is supposed to be kind of the heart of your team. You know what I mean? The heart of your pitching staff. I know that Darvish, in my opinion, is still the best pitcher on the team but he's still supposed to kind of be the heart of your team. And I don't think I saw anything like that was that super concerning. I don't think from just the overall kind of stuff that I saw in the game. Like I didn't see it. It's not like he just went down in velocity or anything like that. He still got some whiffs on his fastball, which was nice, but he's just not, you know, locating the best right now. He's just not, he's getting hit uh, bad. And I think it could be overall just a ramp up of things. Remember he started off the season weird with that, Hopefully, not like a bad omen for this whole season as a whole, but the whole, you know, weight room incident with his toe, like it's just a really bad start. Again, it, it's just rough. But in this game, Julio Arias, they start off good. I mean, the Padres are able to get to him a little bit, but he bounces back. And that's one thing I've noticed about Arias, who is, in my opinion, probably one of the most underrated pitchers in the league. After you get the Soto home run in the top of the first inning, J.D. Martinez hits a three-run home run. Hassan Kim hits a home run in the top of the second. And after that, the Padres go quiet for the rest of the game. And it stinks. It really stinks. I just think that, fundamentally, um, you need to show up. I don't care who the pitcher is. Um, And it stinks. They can't hit Evan Phillips. They can't hit Bruce Dargraderall. They can't hit Caleb Ferguson. No matter who it is. Um, They just, every single time. Um, I remember, what was it? Yeah, in, in the bottom of the ninth in this one, you had Machado, and then Soto ground out, and it's like, okay, yep, there we go. Two ground outs, awesome. Then Bogarts gets a single, Cruz gets a single, and then Cronomar strikes out. It's almost like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. We have to first get the people on base before we disappoint people. You know what I mean? Like the, that we, we refuse to let the game end with bases zero. The Padres are the type of team that they will load the bases at the bottom of the ninth with nobody out, and you're down by five. And they'll be like, all right, now we're going to be terrible. And then you get three straight strikeouts. That's what it's felt like following this Padres team this year. It's, it's a nightmare. It really has been pretty bad. Um, some are going to say I'm overreacting. And in fairness, that's true. And again, I'm trying to do content, folks. It's, it's It can be a little hard sometimes uh, having to recover, you know, recap a team and give my take every day. But this is just the current vibe of the team. That was Saturday's game. And in Friday's game, I will say um, a pretty good start from Blake Snell. Quietly. Here are Blake Snell's last few starts. Has he given up more than two earned runs in a while? And he's gone at least five innings since that start against the Mets. Again, not incredible, but last three starts. Against the Dodgers, six innings, two earned runs on four hits, four walks and four Ks. The four walks are bad. Against the Dodgers the last time, six innings, two earned runs on only one hit, the bad home run that he gave up. Three walks and six strikeouts. And start before that against the Reds, three earned runs, no walks, over six innings, and seven Ks. I think he's slowly getting there. I think I'm hopeful that this is the beginning of the— finally, we're getting the turnaround from Blake Snow. We're getting to that point where he's always terrible at the beginning of the season. We were hoping that this year would be a little bit different. Unfortunately, it's not. And then he starts kind of looking a little bit better, right? Changing up his pitches and just not elevating the fastball too much to the point where hitters don't even swing at it, right? That sometimes can be a problem for Snell. Um, And so far, uh, as of these last few starts, he has looked considerably better, in my opinion. I think he's been just sharper. And that's a good thing. Again, the the Padres starting pitching has really not been all that bad. And I know I haven't done a super-duper recap as much as I usually do um, of these things. But, you know, like a play-by-play sort of thing. But, hey, I mean, it's just kind of... I just feel like this is a therapy session. This is where we're at. I feel like I'm speaking for people. Hopefully, I'm not going to get killed for this, but it's just, uh, it's mad, man. It's it's really bad, and they play the Royals upcoming. You know my buddy Ryland Styles and I are going to be previewing that series tomorrow. You guys can check out that preview. Uh, we'll talk about the series and what to expect from both teams, but, you know, it's okay. You went through this stretch against quality teams. And you got your butts kicked, right? You played the Reds. You won two out of three there. You won one against the Dodgers. Then you got your butts kicked by the Twins. And you got your butts kicked by the Dodgers. After this, they play Kansas City. Then they play Boston. And then they play Washington and the Yankees. One of which I will be going to the Saturday game against the Yankees. So I'm excited for that. So they don't face like the Dodgers for a while. And the Red Sox have a good record. But their starting pitching leads uh, a little bit to be desired. I think that that's a, a team that in theory, you should be able to beat up their pitching. So it's going to be an interesting next two series for the Padres. Um, but the unfortunately, you know what I see? Right now, the vibe for the Padres is they're going to go in and they're going to hit the Red Sox starting pitching. But because of that Red Sox lineup that's been performing well, now our pitchers will decide not to be great. That's what it feels like. Every time one thing has gone up, another thing has gone down, like a the sliding scale type of thing. Um, that's, what's so maddening about this team. Every time it looks like they're doing one thing, right. Another thing becomes deplorable. It is so frustrating. I've said this already, but I gotta say it again to conclude this podcast. It is so frustrating to see players not just go from here to, uh, but from here all the way to the journey of the center of the earth, you know, like that's, that's what it's been like watching the Padres. And that's what it's been like the past few years. Aside from a few exceptions like Manny Machado and like Fernando Tatis Jr., obviously, there's been exceptions. But like, man, like it's it's all over. I can talk it back to 2020, right? From the Padres in 2021, everyone in the second half became abysmal. Adam Frazier didn't just regress. He became a bench player regressive, right? After literally being named an all-star. Maybe they should have saw that coming, but still, you know? Last year, Luke Voigt, even, you could say. He regressed. Maybe the league just figured him out and the Yankees knew and that's why we got him for nothing. Totally fine. All right? Then it's like, oh, well, what about Cronenworth? Then Cronenworth regresses dramatically. Then it's like, oh, what about Grisham? A guy who looked like a top 15 outfielder. He regresses dramatically in 2022. Uh, And the second half of 2021. It's just been... And I know a lot of people are wondering, like, all right, what is Bob Melvin going to do? What is A.J. Preller going to do? I don't know. But, and people have gone back on AJ Preller. I recently, if people want to go check it out at JustBaseball.com, I talked about AJ Preller and compared him to Russell Westbrook. I'll leave it at that. Uh, maybe I'll do that as an episode, talking about that article. Uh, it might be a timely time, honestly, to talk about Russell Westbrook. It wasn't necessarily meant to be a flattering comparison. But, yeah, I, I think. Leave in the comments if you want me to talk about that, if you made it this far. It uh, might be for an episode, maybe on an off day or something. But uh, it's just... Oh, man, it's so frustrating. The thing that can be said is being 30th in the league with runners in scoring position with this lineup, that suggests that they can't be that bad. It would actually be all-time level of incredible if with Soto, Bogarts, Machado, and Tatis, you managed to be that bad with runners in scoring position. That's like kind of incredible. Um, like It really is. But as of right now, I don't know what they do, Um, and hopefully this is as bad as it gets. But right now... I am getting the 2015 Nationals vibes, just disappointment. Everyone got mystified by the allure, and and granted, I was excited too. I'm not going to distance myself too much from it. I thought they'd be good. I thought they'd had the fu lineup where they just had the top four and they'd like screw everything else, and that's happened before. Orioles with the, you know, when Machado was over there, they said, "Screw it, we're just going to hit home runs and do crazy stuff," and this is what's happened. And you know, it, it's it's just so frustrating. It is so frustrating as a fan. It is so frustrating to see you just go out and play like this. It's like it's almost like you saw the hype and said, "We need to disappoint as many people as possible." And that's for one thing. My sports life—that's what's felt like me being a fan of any team of any sport uh, or any player. In the case of the NBA and Chris Paul, for example, like just always, always finding a way to disappoint. And that's been the pottery so far. And I imagine over the coming days, people are going to have a lot of questions about Prowler, a lot of questions about Melvin. We'll see. Um, I don't think they're at DEFCON 1 or anything. Or DEFCON 4, whichever is the highest. I always forget that. But they're certainly at least... The DEFCON is on. Because this team should not be performing this poorly. It just can't be done. It can't be done. Um, it shouldn't be done. You just cannot be getting out hit like this. You cannot have that top of the lineup going out with a whimper literally every time. Teams should be fearing the top of that lineup, even if the bottom is only average at best. They should be terrified, even if they have a three-run lead, that you're like, oh man, okay, we have Grisham, but then we have Tatis, Soto, Machado, and Bogarts. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Hopefully, everybody, you enjoyed today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast's from. Follow me on Twitter at Javipeno, J A V I I P E N O. I'm going to be doing some fun writing soon for justbaseball.com. You could check that out. Might talk about that Westbrook piece on the show. Um. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to the crossovers with me and Ryland this week. We're going to be doing our weekly general discussion, updating and looking at the new updated uh power rankings from Locked on MLB Network. And then also we're going to be previewing tomorrow the Royals and Padres series, where I can talk a little bit more in depth about the pods. He could give me some intel on the Royals. Hopefully you guys are watching this episode and you're laughing because you're saying Javi lost his mind on Monday's episode and we are currently winning against the Royals 7 nothing, and it's the third inning. Maybe, but as of right now, they are looking like one of the bigger busts I've personally seen in a while in the sport, specifically since I was watching the Nationals. Crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, even when it gets tough, <laughs> even when we get tough, take care.